What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Okay, guys, we got to put our trays up for takeoff. Where's Dad? Oh, he's in the back. We could only get three seats together. Daddy has my pillow. We'll get it later. Can you not put your feet up, please? Why aren't we going? <sighs> we must be in line for takeoff. Like security? Well, that was a different line. I have to go. We just sat down. But I have to go. The seatbelt sign's on. Why aren't we moving? Hey, you no picking. We're just 15th in line for takeoff. Son of a... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Peace, family. Before we even get started, I'm going to let you know, February 1st, we launched our 29 for 29 sale. Last year was 28 for 28. It was off the hook. It was amazing. Everything in the shop, or mostly everything in the shop, went for $28. Now it was $29. A selected few items, but it will be a ton of stuff. Trust me, this Saturday, get involved. Go to shopurbanx.com and get to work. We're celebrating black history. We're celebrating the whole culture. It's a lot going on, but this is what we do. This is kind of starts our new year before we get into the physical new year of March. We like to you know, bring that energy in correct. So go shopurbanx.com, 29 for 29. That's how we getting it done. All month long. All month long. Peace. All right, so um, let's get into it. Uh, this uh, past Sunday, we got the, the news, the tragic news that Kobe Bryant um, uh, died in a helicopter crash along with his daughter and about uh, eight other people. Yes. Seven other people. And uh, when we got the news, it was, uh, first of all, it was hard to believe. Mm-hmm. When you called me and you told me I couldn't believe it. And then once everybody started reporting on it, um, all the news started to come out about it. A lot of fake news, a lot of misinformation as well came out about it. People wound up killing Rick Fox. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. They, things got really, really, got really, really, really crazy. crazy. But um, immediately after, while this was happening, a lot of people started reaching out to you and I uh, regarding the situation because the timing was a little uh, weird. You know, Co- uh, LeBron James had just surpassed Kobe in an all-time scoring list the night before in Philadelphia, where Kobe is from. Right. So, and, you know, and things just, you know, seem weird. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of people wanted, you know, clarity on, on this situation. So. Yeah, uh, I, I tried to wait as long as I could. Um, but in the interest of time and other things that are going on, I, I want to just give my insight and my two cents. It's been well covered by a lot of people. So um, here's Black Dot's version of how this goes. Now, first of all, uh, let's get all the conspiracy stuff out of the way, because this ain't a conspiracy theory video. All right, so let's just kind of run through those so we can kind of get up to speed. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant, born 823, yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, the number that he chose when he came in the NBA was eight, and he spent the rest of his life chasing what? Number what? 23. Number 23. All right, so let's keep that in mind. Let's just start right off the rip right there. Uh, 823, eight plus two plus three is 13. That 13 will be significant in a few, all right? Uh, he was born Virgo. Virgo's the virgin. That will be significant in a few. You know what I'm saying? So um, he was drafted number 13. We know that. 
Um, his father played for the 76ers. 76 is 13. That can be significant because we're dealing with numbers, right? Um, Gigi was 13 at the time, yeah. and that goes back into the virgin. You know, when they, if there is a sacrifice, uh, virgin energy is needed. And it was three virgins. Let's just give them all, they was 13. Let's just say all three girls were virgins. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of virgin energy on a, on a plane like that. Um, he died one day after the Lunar New Year, which is the Chinese New Year, and that's the year of the rat. Mm -hmm. And that's significant because that created the uh, divide in L.A. with Kobe being labeled as what? A rat. A rat. So we want to keep that in mind. On the night before, which was the Lunar New Year, LeBron passed Kobe, mm -hmm. all right, uh, with the 54th point in the game. The 54 is significant because five and four is nine. There was nine people on the plane, but we're also moving into Super Bowl 54. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. This is Super Bowl 54, you know what I'm saying? And, and when we start getting close to that, Jimmy Garofalo, starting record right now was 23-5. and five. If he wins the Super Bowl, it's his 24th win, mm. all right, which is Kobe's current number, which everybody around the league now is going to synchronize and always associate with Kobe. I'm bouncing around, but I just want to get, you know, all of that kind of stuff uh, out of the way, 126, 2020 equals 13, because 1 plus 2 plus 6 is 9, plus 2 is 11, uh, you know, plus 2 is 13, so you have that there. Um, uh, the number 33, 6, and 44, which is Kobe's last text. We know Lebr uh, 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 Kobe wore number 33 at, in high school. In high school. Well, in high school. We know his current number is 6, which is 24, 2 plus 4 is 6. So, uh, right, right? right? And we know that his number before that was eight. Right. 44 split in half is eight. So, and remember, 44 is also the number of Jerry West, and they're trying to change the logo number around, you know what I'm saying, to benefit uh, Kobe. So, you know, you have a, a lot of variations. We saw the cartoon with him uh, crashing the Chamberlain cartoon. Yeah. Uh, it's ironic, Chamberlain won number 13 for the Lakers. Um, yeah, yeah, let's keep that in mind. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, when you add up um, Kobe's current age and his daughter, you get 54. Oh, wow. So with LeBron scoring a 54 point, when you add up those two ages, you get 54. We're going into the 54th Super Bowl. So it's a lot of uh, different synchronicities, uh, uh, you know, going on with that. The 49ers, 4 and 9 is 13. So now you have your 13 energy there again. Uh, I'm just, you know, just tossing some, I could do this with the best of them. Tossing all that kind of, his last game, he checked out at 4.1 mm -hmm. seconds left in the game of his 20th season. He died at 41 in year 20. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just kind of, wow. you know, putting all the synchronicities uh, 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 together. The airplane that he was flying on was an N76 something, 7 and 6 is 13. It was a $13 million plane. That he, helicopter. Helicopter, I'm sorry. Huh? And for weird periods of time, as this was taking place, it was flying in figure eights. Mm -hmm. When I watched the, um, the actual flight path of situations, the only thing that was really weird is that they told every other helicopter in the area to stand down. Mm -hmm. All right? No police helicopters was flying. No other helicopters was flying. They received word it was too foggy, stand down. 
but this pilot got permission and special permission, which he was requesting to fly. Now, while everybody was blaming the Illuminati, I just went and did some general, uh, watching general videos on pilots, you know, uh, uh, former pilots who had no uh, horse in the race per se, and we're just saying, um, you have to be skilled to do that, and even in your skill set, you can uh, get disoriented. Yeah, they, apparently they were too low for the radio dispatch, like for the radio dispatcher to, to guide them to where to go. To guide them where to go, yeah. and the autopilot function only works at about seventy-five knots, whatever uh, terminology that is. So they was flying too slow. Gotcha. And you know, for the autopilot to maybe get in and gather, and then he try to make a one hundred eighty degree turn with far uh, low and below the mountains, and you know, so we had uh, those kind of situations. Uh, take place uh, Hulu two days after he died. Well, I'm not sure if that was uh, because Hulu is a is a streaming service, so you can put you can uh, as a streaming service they can schedule something to be to come on the next day. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's live. They can update that. But but who time. the hell would have a documentary ready? I don't know if it was. A, I didn't watch it. I don't know if it was a full documentary uh, or it's something where they just put something together for COVID and maybe do something at the end. And, yeah. To add so I'm not to sure. the death. I, okay. Just, just to play devil's advocate. Okay. Okay. That's great. So these are just some of the things uh, that have been going on mm -hmm. around. So let's just get that out of the way because this is not a conspiracy theory theorist video. Now, but I do want to speak in terms of conspiracy theorists. They're very much needed. Uh, it's very, very critical that we stop uh, blasting conspiracy theorists. And first of all, there's two kind of conspiracy theorists. There's ones who do no study and no research. They don't analyze anything. They don't understand the science of signs, symbols, and they just throw out buzzwords like Illuminati, sacrifice, Baphomet. And then if you ask them a second or third question, they can't even answer those questions for right. you. I'm not talking about them. They have a role in this too, but they are w what the masses are doing, right? Then there are those who you can tell who the ones who spend some time and, and figure some things out and who are skilled at what they do. But everyone is relevant because um, when you think about enlightenment and an awakening, it's, it's not an instantaneous thing. There's a kindergarten gradual upstage. Mm. So it's sort of like when I was telling you the other day, if let's say you read a book in the summertime, a dope book, you read it inside and then you get to school and now it's required reading. And now you have to sit there and wait for everybody else to catch up to where you are. Knowledge works the same way. Mm -hmm. So when the whole masses download something into their lexicon, right? Because this is the most I've seen people decode instantly and the Epstein situation ever. So I'm proud of that because there has to be a beginning point. And some of the people who even inbox me, you know, a lot of it was rudimentary stuff. Or, you know, I saw something died and, and I never shame those people and I never feel I'm above them because that used to be me. Mm. When I used to hit Phil Valentine up or Bobby Hammond or Steve Coakley and, and I know it's rudimentary stuff to them because they were advanced, but it meant that I was beginning the process. So when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, you gotta smile at the novice conspiracy theorists because at least they're beginning to question some things, right? It was sort of like the same thing with 
I've been studying the Illuminati for over 20 years. And when we started integrating it into hip hop as a reference point to say, listen, you know what I mean? Uh, the internet was just coming online and they created the term Illuminati Hove. And I think Jay-Z personally uh, rode that wave for three or four albums, yes? Right. He started clowning people and like trolling, putting horns in the video, wearing these shirts because he found that it didn't matter that he was riding a wave. Now, out of those people, most of them, 85% of the masses didn't know anything about that. You're only looking for 10% of the people to take their studies further. And hopefully, out of all the people who started uh, you know, making that a household term, 10% really took it further to understand, because you only need 10% mm -hmm. to really change the perception of things. So uh, when you get these people who are talking about, oh, that's that conspiracy theory shit, don't be so quick to just knock that, because I'm not just gonna believe what the government tells me, all right? And conspiracy just means a couple of people are getting together to plan something, right? When, when in football, when they get in the fucking huddle, they're conspiring. Yo, you don't run this play. It's all a conspiracy. Right. You know what I'm saying? On a lower level, mm -hmm. right? But it's still a conspiracy nonetheless. And the minute I'm talking to somebody and I say, well, why did you believe that? Because they said it on the news. My conversation with you ends mm -hmm. right there. Because they also told you Bin Laden trained four individuals or 16 individuals on crop duster planes to uh, command a 747 jets simultaneously around the country with box cutters and then fly those, you know what I'm saying, without the military, the greatest military in the world, being able to intercept them into what is equivalent to two toothpicks with pinpoint accuracy. Anywho, so you understand my point? Yeah. So, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't be so quick to knock down the conspiracy theorists, especially the ones who are not doing it just for YouTube clicks and likes. I'm talking about the ones who really, in their heart, uh, feel like they, something ain't right. You know what I mean? And then I, I, every now and then I'll get something from somebody and they'll be on point. And I'll be like, wow, I didn't even see that. And I'll be quick to tell them, yo, whoa, I didn't even see that. Right. So that was a great point that was made because there's so much information out here. And I say all of that to say, I'm not even saying this is a conspiracy. I'm saying the synchronicity is weird. And nonetheless, when you add up all of these numbers and this and that, that's just a lot of synchronicity. Like, yeah. God damn. Right? So at minimum, we understand that there's something being manipulated by numbers. Right? Or just the numbers seem to fall, you know. In a very peculiar way. In a very peculiar way. Right? Right? So, with that being said, um, now I want to start this, uh, this, this talk. Um, when I got the news, my wife hit me up and she said, listen, Kobe Bryant is dead. And you know, I said, what? And I went to TMZ. I don't know how TMZ finds out all of this stuff before anybody else does. That's, that's another conversation for another day. And... Um, so I went to TMZ and I saw, mm -hmm. you know, what it said and this and that. And then I went perusing because I'm looking for those first news articles and what they 
have to say, and nobody was reporting, but I knew they had to know because if I know right. a common person, then you have to know. Right. But what I realized that they were doing, in my humble opinion, was not necessarily getting all of these stories together. I believe they were trying to contact the families, not just Kobe's family. Right. You know what I'm saying? The other eight or seven families who were on board, you know, give them the, that's why I think they first said five. Uh, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because I think they had reached that point where they had five people contacted and then it came out to be nine. And then, of course, we heard Rick Fox. That was wild. Yes. So my mind immediately started working because I know what happened the night before mm -hmm. with LeBron James passing him in his hometown of Philadelphia. Uh, I knew that his pops played for Philadelphia. I knew the very first time LeBron met Kobe was in Philadelphia and he gave him the size 14 shoes and he actually wore size 15. You know what I'm saying? So I knew he was telling this, this story on who Kobe was and why Kobe was so significant. And it's weird because uh, Kobe spent his whole life passing 23 and then 23 repassed him. So we're going to get into uh, what this whole thing is with the numbers in a little bit as well. So, but when I heard his daughter was on the plane, I blew a gasket. I'm just going to be honest with you. I blew, I literally, because the parent in me triggered. You know what I mean? I don't care what Kobe was into or what you think he was into. Um, his daughter didn't have anything to do with that. You know what I'm saying? And kids in general. So, um, and, 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 and that really hit me across the board. Because this, this, this parent thing and this father-daughter thing is a unique thing. It's so unique for me. Eight years ago, I wrote an open letter to Jay-Z when Blue Ivy was born mm -hmm. and was give, inviting him or welcome him into a club that I was in before he was. Because this ain't got nothing to do with money or status, right? right? So this is about you are now a part of this club of fathers who spend time with their daughters, who love their daughters, who are here to protect their daughters. And in my open letter, you can find it online, right somewhere, I was saying maybe this will help you understand the importance of the lyrics, you know, you and Beyonce and what you guys do. And I was also trying to prepare him to say, bro, all that Brooklyn swag shit gonna be out the window when you gotta put on your dad hat and sweatpants and come out to the soccer field because that's what Blue Ivy wants to do. And now you just one of us, no matter how much money you have, you're rooting for your daughter to be the best that she can possibly be. So the parent in me, and I know the parent and a lot of people just kicked in and we was like, holy shit, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So, um. You know, and, and you know, for those who think this Kobe is a dumb jock and all of that, he's far more than a dumb jock. You know what I'm saying? So let's get into some of the things that I feel, feel are significant with who Kobe is. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think Kobe was a part of the Illuminati. This is just my humble opinion. I think Kobe moved a little bit different. I think Kobe operated outside of the realm. He didn't hang out in clubs. Uh, he didn't get high. He didn't drink. He didn't. He worked on his craft and his craft was that of a ball player in this paradigm. Now, let, let's talk. The gifted It's clear that Kobe was one of the gifted. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? And um, what you'll find throughout the history of time, this war that you think is, is going on is really going on with the masses here leveled out and those who rise above under any and all circumstances. Those are the ones who the Illuminati are looking for in the gifted and talented programs. And they latch onto them early because there's something uniquely special about these individuals, right? So Kobe don't look at him as just, he was just a dumb basket, a jock who dribbled. No, he, he mastered his craft this time. Who knows who Kobe was before? Juxtapose his image next to one of them uh, 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 pharaohs and tell me that shit don't look the same. You know what I mean? Or look very similar. We are the return. This messianic energy that everybody is waiting for, in my humble opinion, continues to show its face and all we do is knock it down because it's not perfect. I spoke a couple of months ago about the conscious community is waiting for Jesus Christ. They just won't say that. They're waiting for this perfect, and that's not the way the messianic energy, the messianic energy could attach to a rapper. Look at Armius, uh, 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 Nipsey Hussle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He had the messianic energy and his was post death, right? Because when he was alive, I didn't really, if you was outside of LA, you may not have known of his great deeds that he was doing, right? And then when he passed away, you learned of all these great things. So we have to get out of our mindset that this messianic energy that we're waiting for is an actual person. Mm. And it may manifest in a basketball player. It may manifest in a rapper. It may manifest in a, a, a religious, it, it continues to uh, uh, rear its head amongst us. And I believe, and this is just my humble opinion, that if there is an Illuminati looking to continue to control the people, then I worried about the masses. You lazy niggas who stand on the internet, you know, just trolling. They're not worried about you because you guys haven't uh, exemplified the messianic superior gene. But Kobe has. I mean, I mean, Kobe Bryant told Tracy McGrady when he was like 13 years old that he wanted to be better than Mike and then he wanted to die and become a martyr. Now, who makes either Tracy McGrady is making this up or this is how advanced Kobe was thinking as a young child. You know what I mean? So when he came into the league, he worked on his game. He continued to work on his game. People made fun of him. He was aloof. He was strange. But he had what we call laser focus, right, to master his craft. And basketball is not just a game. It is mathematics. It is geometry. It is a sacred dance. You know what I'm saying? Within 94 feet, 9 and 4 is 13. All of this shit is mathematically lined up. You know what I'm saying? With your square backboard, your cylinder ball, the, 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 the distance from one place to another, or the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? So he began to master his craft and rise above. LeBron James is another messianic figure, right? He ain't supposed to be here, a teenage mother, bouncing from house to house, no steady background, don't know who his dad is, but they saw something in him early. And the community protected him and now he is here. Now, some of these individuals are compromised very early. P. Diddy, you know, he gave a speech recently about uh, the time is up, but you already bought and paid for. 
You got so much blood on your hands because they co-opted you early. You had a gift. Jay-Z, the same thing. I'm sorry. Because Jay-Z's mission is just to get money. You know what I'm saying? That was his whole philosophy and doctrine was how to acquire earthbound shit. And it wasn't until later on in his life he's trying to shift and pivot. And maybe kids had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you see uh, Kobe's whole pivot with his kids, which we'll right. speak about you know, later on. So... Um, Jay-Z's ability to write these stories and narratives with no pen and pad is a gift. Biggie's ability to paint stories that you feel like you're in the theater eating popcorn as you're hearing him is a gift, right? Tupac, I don't need to tell you how important he was as the messianic figure, but it's not going to be necessarily a person. It could be a series of people who demonstrate messianic energy and we don't see it because we knock it down. You don't like Kobe because he didn't have a black wife. LeBron had a black wife. You don't like him. We don't like Kobe because he ain't never do nothing for the hood. LeBron did so much for the hood. It's ridiculous. You still don't like him. So you can't use that as the means for why you getting at Kobe for not being, you understand what I'm saying? Right. And when you're special and being God is lonely. I'm going to say that again. Being God is lonely. So if he has laser focus on a mission, then there are not a lot of people who can talk to him. And Virgos are like that anyway. We, we enjoy our own company. Mm-hmm. We really, really do. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we, we don't have a, our uh, 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 um, astrology card is the hermit card. You know what I'm saying? So we, you know, we're hermits. We, but when we have something to share and we know we're good at something, we will hit that stage and show you what we got and show off. You know what I mean? So that's the energy uh, of Kobe being born on the first day of Virgo. So he's still got Leo energy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still you know, got a little braggadocious in him and stuff like that. So this is what we're talking about. I, I believe we're misconstruing what messianic energy is. You know, when J. Edgar Hoover said he wants to stop the rise of a black messiah, we began to think it was a person per se. And I think it, it, it manifests in hip hop, too. Mm-hmm. I think hip hop was a messianic energy before it was what? Co-opted. They got the gatekeepers in place. And now any messianic, anyone who rises above like J. Cole, I got my eye on J. Cole. He exemplifies that this ain't about money. You know what I mean? Kendrick Lamar. Those individuals, they keep a closer eye on them because they can't be co-opted as easy as Allen Iverson had the messianic gene. And, and, and just think about him and Kobe in diametric forms. Practice. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Practice. But Kobe was like, yeah, practice. Kobe would wake up two in the morning. Get two practices in before the team practice and then go practice when it's over. How do you not think he's going to not be the best at what he does? Now, if you just applied Kobe's work ethic to your life, mm-hmm. right? Whether whatever it is, your, your mamba mentality is, whatever it is, you cannot tell me you could not achieve what it is that you want to achieve. Yes. Right. Iverson, on the other hand, could go out, party, drink, stay out. Get in at four in the morning and still drop 50. You know what I mean? He still had the messianic energy. It just manifested differently. You know what I mean? So I want to kind of 
lay that out as we talk about uh, Kobe's life and all that he achieved. So the one blemish on his record was what happened in Denver. Yes. Yes? Mm-hmm. Now, um, what he was guilty of was cheating on his wife. Let's be clear with that. It was the only thing he was guilty of. Uh, I'm sorry for all the white feminists and black feminists who co- called him a rapist. Uh, if you got five niggas semen in your drawers, uh, there's only one or two possible things that could bring that about, Malcolm. Either you are a, either you are a victim of sex trafficking, mm-hmm. and Kobe was in a Denver hotel participating in some sex traffic shit. Or this girl was a prostitute who worked at the hotel as her front. And I mean, how else humanly possible mm-hmm. could you have five different niggas semen in your drawers? You know what I mean? And I'm gonna be honest, the prosecution had to drop this case because I should, I would've took that case. I wouldn't have studied no books. I would've showed up like, yeah, you, you're on a, uh, is this your witness? And went to work. And I'm not, you know, shaming. I'm just simply saying. So I started thinking, like, how else, unless y'all trying to say, and this is for the ones who saying that she was raped, that she agreed to have consensual sex with four, four or five other guys. And then when it got to Kobe, who was a superstar, who she obviously knew because she went bragging to her friends of how well endowed he was. When she got to the millionaire superstar Kobe, she said no, and he forced himself on her and took the booty. How else can you have a group of dudes semen in your drawers? That's all I'm asking. They knew that this case was weak, but Kobe got embarrassed. So I started thinking, what was he doing out there in Denver? What, what the hell was he was out there training or something? Travel game? What was it? No, I, I don't believe this. I believe this was in the off season. Yeah. If memory serves me correct, somebody in the chat will tell me. They might have set him up. That might have been because they didn't have no other way to get him. You know what I mean? This may have been a part of some kind of setup because I heard Phil uh, Jackson is the one who had him out there in Denver. Denver's a weird place. Yeah. All right? Anyway, so, I mean, and, and then for them to... What I think happened also is she went bragging to her friends and she went to somebody and somebody said, you know, you can get paid for that. So it it wound up being a money thing, but it was very embarrassing for him. Very. That's the only blemish on his record. He was young and I'm, and I'm not making excuses for Kobe, but I wasn't the same person at 20 as I was at 30. I wasn't the same person at 30 as I was at 40 and at 40 at 50, you know, there comes a time uh, you know, when you grow and, you know, other things transpire in your life. And as hard as he was working, he probably just was like, come here. And, you know, got busy or something. But that being the only real blemish, a lot of people didn't like him. Right. They thought he was selfish. Uh, but in order to achieve your goals a lot, you have to be selfish. Now, Kobe was also an intellectual. Uh, he, he spoke three or four languages, Italian, French. Spanish, English. Something else too. He spoke um, Lucas language. He spoke Lucas language, which he learned on the way to the game that day. No way. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, wow. You know, just to kind of like have a conversation with him. 
So we're talking about somebody who's gifted. Yes, he did poetry. Uh, you know what I'm saying? All of that kind of stuff. And he's, uh, you know, he, he is an articulate. Mike wasn't very articulate. You know, you hear some of the shit Mike said, you go, what? You heard his, his Hall of Fame speech? And, and then I saw him at the Duke game or North Carolina. He was like, the ceiling is the sky. And he was just like, ceiling is the sky? Like, so we knew Mike was an articulate, and Mike was compromised a long time ago for point shaving, gambling. gambling. Yeah. That's why he left the you know, NBA. Stern was in on that for the cover-up. You know what I'm saying? The referees, how many, what's the famous referee who told you they was fixing games? It was a whole big thing that they needed it to go away. So they sent Mike off to play baseball for a little while because they popped his pops on that shit. And then they brought him back and he continued his career. You know what I mean? Right. Magic Johnson and uh, Larry Bird was involved with that shit too in the 80s. Point shaving and shit like that. So Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. So, pharmaceutical company runs up on Magic Johnson. Yes? Mm -hmm. Because he's also connected. We see Kobe connected to a uh, uh, black farmer or a, a, a pharmaceutical company, a very greasy pharmaceutical company. Yeah, yeah. All right? They, they, got, uh, they got a body count. Mm -hmm. Let's keep that real. They got a body count on them already. You know what I mean? Uh over the name Black Mamba. Uh, th these guys are also, uh, I heard, involved with the rainforest and a lot of things going on with these guys. So he's connected to a pharmaceutical company, but so was uh, Magic Johnson. Yes? Right. Because he sold y'all that AZT. All right? They had Magic in so many compromising positions, uh, uh, you know, stuff that allegedly that I'm not even going to go through and mention. Right. And they gave him an a, a, a ultimatum. We give you a hundred million dollars. You, 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 we need somebody to sell this product. It's just like Pepsi. Right. But it's just called AZT because everybody I knew went and got tested. Everybody in 1991 when Magic stepped up. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you heard the whispers, you know, coming out of Hollywood that uh, he, he was a homosexual or, you know, he, he delved in other things, uh, his name was Magic, and his last name was Johnson. That's another name for your penis. I don't have to go through all that. Just the codes there, and when everybody went online to get the AZT, which was liquid chemo, it was really made for cancer patients. And then when I think when uh, the government decided not to use it, they got all these warehouses worth of, and then people started taking the liquid chemo and dying. A lot of false positive results, and it's ironic, this nigga's still living. Nobody even bring that up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, so now you see Kobe involved with a pharmaceutical company. Uh, a lot of these guys are involved with pharmaceutical companies in one way, shape, form, or fashion. So um, I believe Kobe was above. I don't think they had a, a grip on Kobe. I believe the books he started writing, because I even read the narrative of one of his stories, A Dark Light and light energy and dark energy and how you need to capture the dark energy so that you may submerge yourself and come out. This, these were metaphysical principles. You know what I'm saying? He spoke a lot about mythology and things of this nature. And remember, he made maybe three or $400 million playing ball. 
that, that body armor drink, he put $6 million on that, made $200 million. Mm-hmm. That's a nasty drink. Remember, we yeah. got that early on. Yeah, yeah. They came in the hood with that. And we was like, ah. But he put his name. So with his diligence and laser focus, he was going to surpass all of them in business. And let's not forget what he was advocating for with the feminine energy. Okay? He was tapped into the feminine energy, working with his daughter, uh, working with all of these, um, you know, young girls, coaching the team, and not just novice. He was the coach. He was putting in the time. He had got to the point in his life where he understood what was important to him. And Gigi, as his daughter, was the one. You know, it's always one. It may not be the first. It's always one who takes to what it is that you do. And he began to pour his knowledge, wisdom, and understanding into his daughter. He almost reminded me almost of like a Malcolm X figure because Malcolm X was also a Masonic, uh, a Masonic energy. You in, know? What, in what way? In the sense that he was disciplined. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like he was laser focused. Gotcha. Even though we know uh, uh, Malcolm in his day was a pimp, a hustler, this and that. But when he got his focus, and I think that made the Nation of Islam even nervous yeah. on how focused he was because there are just a few amongst us who exhibit that. You know what I'm saying? Most of these dudes who go in the NBA, they just want to get a little bit of money. Uh, you know ass. what I'm saying? A little, huh? Some ass. Get a little ass, a little bit of money, floss on you. And No, that's not Kobe's mission. Kobe came here to change the world as we know it. You know what I mean? So I think we need to appreciate all that he did. You know what I'm saying? While he was here and people are starting to come out of the woodworks of the, uh, 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 the anonymity that he, he uh, you know, requested. He did a lot of things under the radar, like Prince, yeah. that he didn't want any uh, fame or anything for. He just wanted to do these great deeds. And um, as we, we line this up, you know, during this day and time, Kobe will always, it's the it's the biggest death of a uh, of an athlete I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I've seen many, you know, not many, but you know what I mean. So I personally think that he had to be taken out. You know what I'm saying? Not getting into conspiracy theory per se, but I do feel uh, energy of that magnitude. Three virgins on a plane. Uh, you know, the number thirteen. It's a lot going in that's synchronic. You know, sync with this, and it's it's very very deep. Um, I think right now the the biggest thing is a lot of people just trying to point out, you know, the Denver situation. Okay, uh, uh, again. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't charged with rape. Yeah. Right. He he was guilty of cheating on his wife with a goddamn dirt bag. Mm-hmm. Let's just cut it clear and dry. Yes. Right. And uh, so you, you, you got to just take that one to the bank with you. You know what I mean? When, when the prosecutor, who probably has a 95%, you know what I'm saying, prosecution rate, can't prosecute this person, that means that they know they're going to lose this case. Mm-hmm. And they know they're going to lose this case because she was on all kind of meds and them panties. I've never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. Even girls who work in strip clubs don't let you hit them raw and they use wet wipes. You know what I mean? So, like, how, unless that was a sex trafficking, because remember, this is Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, or, or amongst the elite, they, they, that might have been on a sex trafficking grid 
and they were just dumping. You know what I mean? And, and dumping and moving. I know that sounds nasty, but how do you explain that? Right. How? You know, the, the Central Park Five, they found all this blood and it was none of the victims. None of the dudes who was on trial right. and they still prosecuted them. Right. You see what I'm saying? They still found them guilty and they ain't find none of their DNA. So, you, you know, it's a really weird dynamic and nobody is perfect, but we speak about that. Stop looking for perfect beings who have done nothing wrong in the world. You know what I mean? That still, don't let that confuse you with the messianic energy that is amongst us all the time. If you pay attention, you can recognize people amongst you, everyday people who go far and beyond, right? And I believe that the government monitors them through them gifted and talented programs, these sports programs. They're only looking for the one. Zion is next. Okay, trust me, he's next. You know what I'm saying? When you start dealing with the Zionist Jews and you know what I'm saying, what that's going to uh, represent. So he will be next. So what do you think is 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 next going forward? What do you think this was uh, for? Because that's a lot, that's a big void that was created. Well, it's a lot of energy, but then you got the uh, corona situation going on. Mm -hmm. You got the impeachment trials going on. You have a number of things that are always uh, multi-layered, you know, things laid out and we kind of get distracted. So I'm not telling you to be distracted by the Kobe situation. I'm telling you to find it in your heart to recognize how important life is. The smaller things, the everyday things that are uh, uh, important. His, his time with his daughter was almost as valuable as him playing because he, He's laser focused in on what's important to him at the particular time. And you need to start listening to some of the speeches and lectures he's given because he continued to drop a whole bunch of science that now makes more sense now than it did, did, than it did then. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they're garnering up, but I know the Super Bowl is usually a, a part of that process. So what do you think about, um, because like you said at the beginning of this, that once this happened, everybody's ears kind of went up like, whoa, right? So what do you think about um, the fact that a lot of these, uh, if they are ritual killings, are obvious at this point? I, I think that it now forces those who were operating, using the numbers in a mundane world, now have to step their game up. They have to go up another notch because uh, the internet, remember, we're in the age of information. They control as much information as they can, but even doing so, 10% is all you need. So while 90% are distracted with all the craziness and the trolling, there are 10% amongst us who are going, I see it. I see it as clear as day now. So they are gonna have to step up their game or look at what's going on. Everything is being revealed. We're in the time of revealing. So all of this stuff and this Kobe situation will be a part of that process, I truly do believe, because we're getting some very good input all around the board, just from people who are going, wait a minute, wait a minute, right? It ain't just people throwing shit at the wall and, and me pulling my arm out. This stuff is lined up scary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're at least, and, and see, there's always going to be a portion of the uh, community who don't want to do no reading, no studying. You can't worry about them. You worry about the ones who are on it. 
You know what I mean? These are the ones who are awakened and we awaken at different times. So when we start thinking about woke and all this kind of, it's not a click of the fingers. It is a gradual progression into understanding what we live in a symbol literate world. And when we start seeing the signs and the symbols and they start connecting and we start moving the dots together, all of it becomes crystal clear, right? So what's up for LeBron now, right? right? right. What does he know? He's got that big ass boule symbol on his chest. What does he know? Yeah, I feel like... Um, I didn't like his text message either. It seemed to be more about him. I thought so. I, I you thought know, like, Yo, I, I got us. I, I'm going to put this on our chest. I got like, I, 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 I felt that way as well. And then you got to remember, me and you spoke six months ago on the podcast that LeBron hasn't made any offerings. He's in L.A., the city of Los Angeles. He didn't make no offerings. Right. We saw, you know, Nipsey come through, and, you know, we thought... Okay, this is something now you're seeing almost a year, like 10 months, mm-hmm. a, a even bigger a, a, a star, you know what I'm saying, right. come through. Uh, so what does it all mean? What does, is it guaranteeing LeBron a win? Are they going to exhort him? Or does Zion come in and supersede all of that? And LeBron and Zion going to always be connected because so immediately after this happened and, you know, once we started talking about the numbers, how everything lined up, it felt like super eerie that, um, like I, I told you, this, it felt like, for, I guess for 20 years, we've been watching a train wreck about to happen. Nobody knew, you know what I'm saying? And I guess that's with everybody's life. Like, you know, everybody dies someday, so you're, right. everybody's kind of watching. But it felt like with Kobe, it was like we, uh, you know, everybody built him up. Every, you know, the world built him up for it to come crashing down and for the world to kind of just feel it. Well, remember I told you about the celestial stars, Mm -hmm. which we are governed by, and then the matrix, which cut us off from everything celestial, and now we're governed by human-made stars. So we watch Kobe star emerge, Right. right? We watch him go to the highest of the high. We saw him sputter, and we thought it might be over during that time. And he got in that press release and he promised to be better. And he was. Mm-hmm. And then he reinvented himself as the Black Mamba. He made a transformation, right? Changed his number, changed his vibration, and then took it up an octave. You know what I mean? Which almost was like he was no more, longer chasing Mike. I'm going to number 24 now. You know what I'm saying? A step above. And then he created a philosophy, so to speak, with the Black Mamba. And then won more titles. You know what I mean? And when I looked at all the titles he was winning, I didn't see no body counts. Like, oh, well, we know he might have did that to do this. So I think he operated just outside of that. But we do invest our time in these artificial stars. You know what I mean? Because this is a simulation that we are living in. You just got to get used to it. And the simulation is based on goddamn numbers. You're on the grid, nigga. (laughs) Right, nigga, you on the grid, right? So I believe that um, watching him emerge over the last 20 years in particular to the highest of the high and then seeing him uh, uh, transform again. And then you see him with his children and with his wife and he has all of this female energy around him and he's vanguarding for female sports and, you know, all of these other things. Um... So to see it come down, you you had to feel something. 
Right. Now, it doesn't mean you're living vicariously through athletes because it's how you live vicariously that's the most important part. Mm -hmm. Like, I just admired his work ethic. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not in the gym doing this, but I admired his work ethic. Yeah. And said, man, if I can apply some of that work ethic. So when I speak about idol worship, I'm saying don't stutter your life. Don't I-D-O-L your life. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I-D-L-E. I-D-L-E. Right, don't I-D-L-E worship. You know what I'm saying? Well, your life is on sputter because you're sitting around waiting for these people to activate and live out what you could be doing on your own. So it's important that you do recognize the ones who come amongst us. They come amongst us all the time, and they're here to teach us something. Who knows who the hell Kobe was the last time he was here? He could have been an emperor of so-and-so, but basketball became the medium that he chose to manifest in this third dimension, you know, this third density to ex again exemplify his greatness. You know what I'm saying? You can go through your whole life and nobody even know who you are. He, he's worldwide. Now, he, he could, if, he, if what he told Tracy McGrady is true, he did it. Right? Right. He became just as big as Michael Jordan, right? He didn't get the six titles, but you know what I'm saying? He damn near got there. He played in, in a huge market. He became the first real international star. Kobe, because that shit is Japanese, and he opened up a whole new market, and because LeBron couldn't get over there for years until LeBron became a winner. Right. You know what I mean? So Kobe gets out there. He becomes this international... His shit stopped the earth on Sunday. Yeah. His shit stopped earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether he was a basketball fan or not. And then when you heard about his children or, and, and I want to, you know, also give condolences to the other families, you know what I'm saying? Who lost, you know, children and, and whole families. Yeah. So I, but this, this piece is about Kobe, you know what I mean? So what are you going to do while you are here? So that 50, 60 years from now, somebody's even interested in your life. Right. You know what I mean? What kind of body of work you going to be with somebody dig up your book and go, yo, urban excellence. Yo, well, let's discuss what was going on in Malcolm's mind 500 years ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. So understanding we continue to come back to the planet. We are the people we've been waiting for. We tend to shoot a lot of them down because our mind, we, we're distracted and they got us waiting for Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Perfect or whoever. And that's not what this, this situation is designed to be. You're here to learn all that you can learn. And Kobe is one of them individuals. I will never forget him. Right. You know what I mean? He really uh, demonstrated himself to be more than just a dumb jock. You know what I'm saying? In every sense of the word, he used basketball, transferred that energy, and he was bringing it full circle back to his babies, and that's what it's really all about. So I wanted to take the time to, you know, give our condolences to his family. I don't, any, any word on the date? Uh, for the funeral? I don't, no, I didn't get anything. Any word? On, okay, so we don't know, but it's going to be at the Felt Forum. Where's that? Uh, that's the old Lakers stadium. Uh, I believe it's bigger than, oh, it's okay. bigger than the stadium uh, oh. that they did Nipsey in. Gotcha. Okay. So it's bigger, and I do believe, and you know, uh, his wife is going through, uh, you know, a, a lot, and I'm pretty sure his parents and sisters are going through a lot. 
but let's not be quick to just uh, try to. I think um, what I think a lot of what was missed to me was the humanity in a lot of this. You know what I mean? That's where I was getting at next. We've lost humanity. This internet thing is really, uh, we've lost our mind and we've lost our way because people will just, just think about the human aspect. Where's the empathy? Right. You know what I'm saying? Where's all of that for life itself? Right. And we're so caught into everything else, the glorification of this and that. And, you know, and then it was real eerie that the Grammys right. and, you know, it was in that same building right. in which his energy and his numbers was in the Raptors. It, it, this was a real eerie thing and we know what happens at the Grammys. Right. That was and, whole, yeah, we didn't you know, so that. we didn't even touch on that right, right. aspect of it. So there are multiple layers uh, of this stuff, but the, hu the human aspect, I don't want people to forget what Kobe came to do and he did and that's lift the vibration of the people. Now, it's up to you to take that Mamba mentality and apply it how it applies to your everyday life. You know what I mean? So um, this is the black dot. These are my chronicles. This is my story. And this is just my interpretation of what I saw, you know, during the, the, the past four or five days. Uh, and we're going to stick to that. So log on, subscribe, hit the bell, uh, bada bing, bada bang. And we will be podcasting. Yeah. Yes. Facts. Peace. The world around us is smart. We think your education should be smart, too. With the FlexPath learning format from Capella University, you can set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move forward at your pace. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn. Learn smarter.